Welcome to Nuggets Nation, where you'll find the most up-to-date news, stories, and information about the Denver Nuggets and their organization. Brought to you by your host, Ethan Hinschel. All right, before we dive into everything, I want to announce a really special surprise I have. I have a really cool giveaway that I'm announced at the end of the show, so please make sure that you listen all the way through and you'll hear about the giveaway. So the first topic I wanted to talk about today was, can the Denver Nuggets repeat as NBA champions? I think the short answer is yes, they absolutely can. A few things do need to fall in place, though, for them to have that happen. First, you know, I'd like to address that winning back-to-back championships is arguably the hardest thing to do in sports, you know, winning back-to-back years or three times in a row, Um, but... It can be done, and the Nuggets do have the ability to do it. Um, First, let's start with Nikola Jokic, the team's best player. Jokic is going to need to have another all-world season like he's had for the past three straight seasons. He's been awesome his career, but he's really turned it up a notch the past three straight years. I think we can expect that he will have a performance this year like he's had last year and the year previous, Um, meaning that he's going to need to be in that MVP discussion. Hopefully he can win MVP this year, but he at the bare minimum is going to need to be in that MVP discussion. The second thing is Jamal Murray is going to need to make the all-star team. Jamal Murray has never made the all-star team in his NBA career, though some can argue that he deserved to make it last year. He didn't. And that's that, you know, you can't really argue with that truthfully. Um, Do I think he should have made it? Yeah. I really think it's doable, and I do think he will do it. It's his second season off his ACL injury. He's now had one full season, and oftentimes it takes guys roughly 40 to 80 games to really get their legs back under them. I think Klay Thompson is a great player to look at when it comes to that. Not only did Klay tear his Achilles, he also tore his ACL, so he had another massive injury to recover from, but he's back. Klay has been awesome, and I don't know if he's his same self as he once was, but He's back, and he's helping the team out, and Jamal helped the team out last year. He was awesome in last playoffs run, and the Jamal Murray we saw in the playoffs this past spring is the Jamal Murray that we're going to need all season this year. You know, can we expect that he's not going to be consistent like that every night? Yeah, that's unrealistic, but most nights we're going to need that type of performance from Jamal Murray. All right, the third thing is Michael Porter is going to need to be more consistent really just in a night-to-night basis. The guy's a really talented, good basketball player. However, he just doesn't play that way every night. And truthfully, that affects the team. You know, we need consistent play. And once again, you know, he now, this is his second season from that back injury where he was out the entire year. So he's now had one full season removed from that. So I think that's going to do him dividends. Um, He's going to have comfortability, you know, being an NBA champion, I think gives you a certain level of comfortability out there. And I think they all now have that, but they got to use it to their advantage. So Michael Porter is going to need to be more consistent. Areas of consistency that I'd like to see from Michael Porter this year are on the defensive end and on the ball distribution. I think he's actually a pretty good rebounder when it comes time to rebound. Uh, He boxes out well. He can shoot threes well, you know, off the dribble, off the pass. You know, he's such a great shooter. There's no doubting that. He's probably one of the better shooters the league has for his size. That's not the problem. We know he's a great shooter. Michael Porter's biggest problem, truthfully, is just his consistency. If he can figure that out, he is going to be an amazing NBA player. Porter's got all the intangibles you'd want in a basketball player. He's got size, he's got shooting, he's got dribbling, rebounding, you name it, he's got it. Like we saw his finals performance, he was really good in games. He wasn't the best in every game, but he did have really good games, you know, and in those really good games, he was grabbing rebounds, he was passing the ball, 
and he was driving to the basket. And that's when Michael Porter's at his best. Not when he's settling for shots, but when he's driving to the basket and distributing the ball. The Nuggets need that out of him. Because if you can get that out of Michael Porter, that means that not only is Jokic going to be distributing the ball, Jamal Murray's going to be distributing the ball, but you have another 6'10", 6'11", small forward who's distributing the basketball. That means you're going to have three guys who are distributing the basketball at a high level. That to me, is what will make the Nuggets the best team in the NBA and what's going to make them win another NBA championship. Those three things, you know, when Jamal Murray is distributing the ball, to Jokic, to Porter, to KCP, to all those guys, that's how you win. They need to move the ball, assist win. You know, let's look at Greg Popovich and the Spurs. You know, like when Greg Popovich, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manny Ginobili, Kawhi Leonard, you know, Boris Diaw, all those guys, Tiago Splitter, you know, they distributed the ball so well, pass, 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 you know, they did it so well, and that won them many NBA championships. And then fourth, you know, Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon's a really big piece to this team, truthfully, you know, to a non-Nuggets fan, I don't think they really see the value in Aaron Gordon. As a Nuggets fan, his value is really high. He's the most valuable player to us, whereas to any other team, He's not super valuable necessarily. Um, it's not really a dig on him. I just think he's most valuable to the team that he's on. And for us, it's the Nuggets. So I want to get into what he does so well. Aaron Gordon, last season, he averaged 16 points, six and a half rebounds, and three assists. Truthfully, I think the three assists were actually quite impressive for a power forward in the role he played. You know, he was their fourth option, if not fifth option, you know. Um, and he wasn't going to see the ball in his hands a lot on the offensive side of things. Like in half court sets, you know, they don't necessarily run through Aaron Gordon. He might touch the ball, but it's going to be in a distribution type of way. And that's where the assist showed up on for him. But for me, Aaron Gordon is going to need to step up his rebounds. Six and a half is good. It's an impressive number for sure, but I'd like to see him get eight. Eight rebounds this year should be his goal. That should be his average on a nightly basis. That means you're going to help take load off Jokic, which is important. You know, Jokic is still going to get his rebounds, but I think Aaron Gordon helping that, continuing to crash the boards, will help the team. Another area that I'd like to see Aaron Gordon be a little more consistent in is outlet, pushing the ball in transition. Aaron Gordon is an explosive player when he's pushing the ball in transition, and I'd just like to see him do it a little bit more. I think his handle has improved tremendously, which has allowed him to push the ball in transition more because with a good handle on the basketball, you feel more comfortable and you have more confidence to push that ball at a high rate of speed You know, when they're running up the floor. And finally, KCP, Contavious Caldwell Pulp. He is a great shooter. Once again, he is the Nuggets' fourth or fifth option in their starting lineup. I think for him, you know, once again, Consistency. Consistency has been the key word when I've broken down the players, the Nuggets, and the starting five that they have. And consistency, that's the main theme. You know, we just need consistency out the guys because our bench is not the same as it was last year. So our team does not have that established bench presence just yet. You know, I think it will get there, but it's not there right as where you are going to start the season. So the starting five is going to need to be more consistent to allow the bench to find the players who are going to play and fit into the rotation, you know? So when Jamal Murray comes out, who's going to come in? You know, is it going to be Christian Braun? Is it going to be Peyton Watson? Is it going to be Reggie Jackson? You know, when Aaron Gordon and Nikola Jokic come out, is it going to be DeAndre Jordan like we saw last year? And he played some actually valuable minutes in the playoffs, surprisingly. But who's who's it going to be? Is it going to be Tyson, one of the Nuggets draft picks this year? You know, so I think a lot is left to be determined with the bench, which is why I think consistency out of the starting five is going to be so ultra important. And I think... You know, 
we can expect a lot out of them. They should be the best starting five in the NBA. Um, they have the most talented starting five in the NBA. You know, the Suns are going to try to Devin Booker, the new acquisition, Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Aiden, you know, and they're going to fill someone in for that fifth rotation. You know, that is a awesome starting four but you know they got to put a fifth player there but in terms of consistency and just point guard through center I'd still arguably take the Nuggets I know that might be a hot claim but I'd still take the Nuggets over the Suns truthfully I think coaching was a big dividend you know the Suns lost Monty Williams I think that's going to show this year um he went to the Pistons I think Michael Malone is such a great head coach he puts his players in positions to succeed they run such good half-court sets. I think we saw that in the playoffs. Um, Michael Malone puts his guys in positions to succeed. Um, and we're going to see that with the rookies. You know, Christian Braun is a great example. Um, I know I just mentioned, you know, how are they going to address their depth coming off the bench? Christian Braun. To me, he's a really exciting young player. Uh, he was their first-round draft pick last year at, a, at the University of Kansas. He played some minutes in the season. He got trust in the playoffs to break in that rotation when they shortened it up. And he proved. He played good defense. He provided a role for the team. And he's going to have to provide a bigger role for the team this year because they lost Bruce Brown and Jeff Green, which is going to be a big loss in both those guys. But Christian Braun can step up. He's a talented player. He's really good on the defensive end. He can guard one of the other team's better point guards or shooting guards. You know, He's got a good wingspan. He's not afraid to die for the ball. He's going to get rebounds. He's going to get steals. His offensive game for sure has room to work on, but he's young. That's what we got to remember. He's a young guy. This is going to be his second year in the NBA. It takes guys time to learn and to grow. And we so often rush the development of guys in today's NBA. Our expectation is... If they're a first-round pick, they are going to be ready to dominate from day one. And that's not fair, especially for a team like the Nuggets, because they have a deep team, they have an established starting five, and they have an established culture. And Christian Braun, as a rookie last year, he's not just going to break in and get starting five minutes. Like, that wasn't the expectation. And that's not going to be the expectation with any of the three Nuggets draft picks in this year's 2023 NBA draft that they had this previous summer. So it's going to be patience. And I think they are going to find their rotation when it comes to the bench. But, you know, their 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th guy in that rotation is kind of left to be determined. You know, I think we can pencil in Christian Braun, Peyton Watson as maybe your 6th and 7th man in the rotation. But from then on out, you know, the 8th, ninth spots are all up for grabs. And truthfully, those 6th through ninth spots in the rotation are all up for grabs in the order in which they fall, you know. I do expect Peyton Watson and Christian Braun, like I just said, that they will fill two of those four rotation spots, but I don't necessarily know the order that they come into play in the rotation. I'm hoping both those guys had really great off seasons and really worked on their game, and we'll see it translate to the floor this fall, but we don't know, and that's a lot left to be determined. But where that leaves us, all right, so... We're a few weeks away from the regular season. It's really exciting. Three weeks from today, the Nuggets are going to raise their NBA banner 2022-2023 NBA season champs. That's super cool. This is the first championship in Nuggets history um, since we transitioned to the NBA from the ABA um, back then. But I am super excited. This is a great time to be a Nuggets fan. Uh, basketball is sky high in the Mile High City. Um Nikola Jokic is an all-world player. He carries himself in such a humble manner. Uh, there couldn't be a better favorite player to root for than Nikola Jokic. And I do think they might need to make an in-season trade or two to try to bolster that bench. But right now, where we are, 
I think Nuggets are in a really good spot. And now I want to give some predictions about the regular season and how I think things will pan out. Um, the first, I think the Nuggets will finish first in the Western Conference again. Don't think that's a hot take. I think Nikola Jokic is going to win his third MVP. That is, if voters don't have voter regression once again, he should have won his third MVP last season, but Joel Embiid won it anyways, which, you know, I'm not here to say he didn't deserve it, but I do think Jokic should have won it over him. A lot of people were saying, you know, well, Jokic doesn't have an NBA championship. He can't win three MVPs in a row. Well, like, guess what? Now he does. So, like, what's the excuse going to be now to not give him his third MVP when he rightfully deserves it? The other thing, another prediction I have is Jamal Murray's going to make the all-star team. I don't think that's that bold of a statement. Um, I think a more bold statement would be, I think Jamal Murray is going to be the starting point guard for the Western Conference All-Star team. Finally, I think Michael Malone is going to win Coach of the Year. And I think Aaron Gordon is going to make All-NBA Defensive Second Team. I think that's a high honor, and I really think Aaron Gordon can do it. I think we saw in this past spring playoffs run, Aaron Gordon is an all-world defender. They put him on Devin Booker. They put him on Kevin Durant. You know, they put him on Jimmy Butler. Uh, they put him on LeBron. They put him on Anthony Davis. You know, they put him on whoever, and he guarded them, and he guarded them so well. You know, we saw it. When Aaron Gordon left the floor, the Nuggets defense suffered, and he's the anchor for their defense. You know, he anchors it. We all know that Jokic isn't the best defensive player, but he holds his own just fine. I'd like to see Aaron Gordon increase his block numbers. He averaged, I think, 0.8 of a block this past year. I'd like to see him average at least one whole block a game this year. I don't think that's super unrealistic to expect out of him. He's the anchor of this defense, and the team doesn't have a tremendous size, but in the starting five, they do have size. With Porter, Gordon, and Jokic, that's a lot of size in their three, four, and five positions. And that's why I think it's so key that Michael Porter can be more consistent on the defensive end, because that'll help uh, Gordon and that'll help Jokic. And if those three are being really good consistently on the defensive end, you know, Jamal Murray and KCP, who can hold their own, allow for some defensive miscues sometimes. You know, when you have a really good guard like Devin Booker or Steph Curry or Damian Lillard or Trey Young, or there's so many good guards. Luka Doncic, I can't forget about him, uh, who just really controlled the game and controlled the pace of the game. Having a guy like Michael Porter, you can put him on Luka Doncic, is such a big asset to a team. Um, and finally, like, I want to just talk a bit about the Nuggets rookies this year. Um, the first one is going to be Julian Strother. He was the Nuggets 29th overall pick. He's out of the University of Gonzaga. Um, I think we can expect him to shoot the ball really well like he did this past season at Gonzaga and really like he's done his entire collegiate career. Um, he played for a great program with high honors, high distinguishments, um, and Gonzaga's good. He was really good on that team. Uh, he's 21, so he's not the youngest guy in the draft. Um, I do think if he was 19 when he declared, he would have been a top 10 pick. You know, he's like 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, he's going to have like a 6'9", wingspan. He has really good potential on the defensive end, I'd argue. Um, he moves his feet well. I think he's got some nice hands, some areas I'd like to see him improve. He's got a good handle. I'd like to see him improve there. Um, his shooting's really good, but once again, you know, I'd like to see him improve shooting off the dribble, off the pass. You know, he's really good in those areas, but you're never too good to continue to improve. And I think, you know, like Steph Curry is the perfect example of that. He's the greatest sh shooter to ever walk on this earth. And he's always improving his shot, you know, taking shots. He's in the gym countless hours, just shooting, shooting, shooting. And I think that's what Julian Strother is going to need to do. 
And then the second pick that the Nuggets had in this year's 2023 NBA draft was Jalen Pickett. He was out of the University of Penn State. He's a guard. He's 6'4". Ranges anywhere from 6'2 to 6'4 is what the internet says. We'll get his exact measurements when he comes in to training camp this fall, which is really soon, which is super exciting that we get some basketball to watch and talk about. Um, but he also is going to be a good shooter. He plays more of an old school style, like back to the basket. He's going to help out Jamal, I think, if he can break in that to that rotation. Maybe it will take him 20, 30 games to break in, but I do think there is a role for him within this team. Uh, the Nuggets do have some guards on their team, but I think Jamal Murray could use a real sufficient backup. And I don't know if Reggie Jackson's like going to be that guy, truthfully. I think he's going to play some, but we'll see how it pays out. I just I worry about Reggie Jackson on the defensive end, especially as he ages. He's 33 or 34 now, I believe. He's just a little older, and... He had some great years in L.A. with the Clippers, but I don't think he's that exact player he once was. Um, And then finally, Hunter Tyson. They picked him out at the University of Clemson. He was team captain of the Ben's basketball team there, which is a really high honor. And I think that's a great thing that you look for in a rookie. You know, the Nuggets have an established culture, like I talked about earlier on the show. And with an established culture, rookies can sometimes struggle to find their place, especially if they're not breaking into the rotation. You know, where do they fit in on the team? And I think being a captain and being a leader for the University of Clemson, which isn't the best basketball program in the world, but a captain is a captain and a leader is a leader. And you can never have enough leaders on a basketball team. Um, You know, I don't necessarily think he'll be a leader on the team, but being a leader in college can translate to the NBA. He's got great characteristics and traits that you seek in a player. And, you know, he's going to work hard. We know that. And a lot of people said he was one of the steals of the draft. The Nuggets did like him a lot. They traded up for the pick, which, you know, talks about them wanting to pick him. Uh, they traded up to get OKC's pick and take and took Hunter Tyson. So I don't really know what our expectations are going to be for him. I think he he could play a role. He's 6'8", so he's on the larger side of things. The Nuggets don't have a ton of 6'8 guys and above, you know. So he could see a role, especially with one of their bigger guys having a torn ACL this offseason, you know, there is a role to be filled potentially. He could do that, but we'll see. It might take him half the season to crack the rotation. Or, you know, I think like these guys, these rooks, we're going to need to see a few blowouts early in the season when the Nuggets are getting blown out or if they are doing the blowing out, hopefully they are blowing the other team out, not the other way around. But we're just going to have to see these guys on the court. You know, preseason will be a big indicator of where they are in terms of their basketball development. Um, it's important to not rush these guys. Like I talked about previously, basketball development is not linear. Like it happens in stages and sometimes it can be linear, but it's not always linear and we can't rush these guys. They're young um, and they need positive encouragement. Like they're going to struggle at times and that's all right, but they need to know that they can and they will succeed at some point whether it's this season, next season, or two seasons down the road. But they need an, they need the Nuggets to be in their ear and let them know that, yeah, you're on an NBA champion team. And guess what? In that, you know, it's harder to crack the rotation because we're not losing 55 games a season, fortunately. And, you know, they're going to learn what winning is all about. And they're going to get to see the culture firsthand that the Nuggets have built and worked hard on. And I think that's really cool. Uh, there are certain teams in the NBA that just don't have good cultures, frankly, and I think they're relatively known. I don't necessarily need to name names on this episode because I'm not here to dog other teams, but 
They do. And the culture affects the players and the coach's mindset. You know, effort effort is huge. Like when you're losing by 20 points and your second, third guys are in, you know, your second, not your starters, but bench guys deep in the rotation and they're in, you know, and they're working hard and they're diving on the floor. That talks about team culture right there. They want it. You know, it's all about wanting it more than their team. And for those guys, that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to dive on the floor. They're going to have to play scrappy when they see four to six minutes a night. You know, they're going to have to make a shot. Don't be afraid to shoot the basketball. So they have a lot of things that they can do to try to break the rotation. Those three guys, and I think each one will do it in their own way. They're on their, they are each their own unique player. And I'm just really excited overall. I have really special news to share with everyone who's listening. All right. I'm doing a really cool giveaway. So the 500th person to subscribe to my channel and to follow the TikTok and Twitter page will win a Nikola Jokic jersey. Shipping will be on me. So all you have to do is hit subscribe, follow the TikTok, follow the Twitter, and the jersey is yours if you are the 500th subscriber. I will ship on me once again, and I'm really excited to give it away. I really look forward to building this channel and connecting with you guys and building this network. So thank you all for listening, and have a wonderful day.